It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The World in 10 for Friday the 20th of January. I'm Bev Rimmer. And I'm Steve Forbes. More aid is promised to Ukraine as the war with Russia continues. Western technology, modern Western technology is outperforming Russian technology. And more than a million French citizens protest against pension reform plans. As the war in Ukraine enters its 11th month, Western allies are meeting at Ramstein Air Base in Germany to look at more ways of offering their support. The United Kingdom has confirmed it will be sending 600 brimstone missiles to Volodymyr Zelensky's frontline troops as Germany debates whether or not to donate a series of Leopard 2 tanks. Chancellor Olaf Scholz is said to be hesitant about releasing the military vehicles because of the risk of potential fight back from Russia. Christopher Cavoli is the United States Army General responsible for European command. He says that more than tanks will be needed. It's clearly the case that Western technology, modern Western technology, is outperforming Russian technology. However, I would point out that it's not just tank on tank, it's the whole system. It's the supplies, it's the logistics system, it's the maintenance system, it's the target finding capability, and all of that comes together. So the complex of an army is much more important than any one of its individual parts. Nine NATO countries, including Lithuania, Denmark, Estonia and Poland, have committed to sending a large but unspecified amount of military aid to Ukraine. Defence analyst Professor Michael Clark has told Times Radio Germany shouldn't worry too much about dispatching the Leopard 2 tank. About 14 different allies use the Leopard in addition to Germany. So there's plenty of Leopards around. If the Germans, who are the license holders to this, they don't even have to send their own Leopard 2s. They simply have to agree to allow other countries to send, let's say, five or six countries, send 15 or 20 each. Then the Ukrainians would be in business. President Zelensky has said in his nightly video address that he's expecting strong decisions to come out of the Ramstein meeting. Now, nobody wants to work longer than they have to in life, And the same goes for the French, who have staged a nationwide day of strike action against the government's plans to raise the retirement age by two years to 64. French train drivers, teachers and refinery workers were among those who walked off their jobs on Thursday. The strikes, as protests, are expected to carry on across the country in what could be a huge test for Emmanuel Macron. The president says his pension reform plan, which opinion polls show is hugely unpopular, is vital to ensure the system does not go bust. Protests in Nice in the south and in Saint-Nazaire in the west were largely peaceful, but in Paris... 
Police fired tear gas at demonstrators as some threw fireworks, while more than 80,000 people marched the streets. It's estimated that more than a million citizens joined in the demonstrations across the whole of France. Despite so many people taking part, there is a divided opinion among residents. Jean-Paul is an engineer in Paris. Yes, I am for the strikes. It's an expression of dissatisfaction with the government's decision. Well, it's good that there is this kind of exchange of dialogue. It works out. But real estate worker Virgin does not agree. No, I don't understand because it's the same people who go on strike all the time. The SNCF network, the RATP, but we in the private sector, one day we're going into retirement, but we're not on strike. We always suffer. You're listening to The World in 10 from the Times of London analysis and insights into the biggest global events, all in just 10 minutes. Coming up, charges are brought against Alec Baldwin, and it's amazing what you can see from space. The actor Alec Baldwin will face two charges of involuntary manslaughter related to the fatal shooting of a cinematographer on the set of the movie Rust. Baldwin, who was also the film's producer, was rehearsing a scene in Santa Fe in October 2021 when the prop gun he was holding fired real bullets. Helena Hutchins was killed and director Joel Souza wounded. The film's armourer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who was responsible for the weapons held on set, also faces the same charges. Rachel Fissett is a criminal defence attorney. She explained what could happen if Alec Baldwin is convicted. Alec Baldwin is facing two separate counts of involuntary manslaughter. One is involuntary manslaughter and one is involuntary manslaughter in a lawful act. And the involuntary manslaughter is slightly more serious. Um, He would be looking at 18 months in jail and a possible $5,000 fine on that. And really everything for the armorer and Alec Baldwin come down to criminal negligence and a determination that they were not acting with reasonable care. They were being criminally negligent, which means they were grossly negligent in their action. Kevin Williams, a prop department supervisor from the UCLA School of Theatre, Film and Television, has told Times Radio it's the right decision to charge him. There's a certain amount of culpability that's spread out among the three people that were key players that led to the incident. He more so as a producer is responsible for ensuring that the work environment and the scope of work for his crew with the time and budget allowable doesn't lead to stressful situations that ultimately then lead to questionable decisions. Producers were fined more than 136,000 US dollars after an initial investigation in New Mexico. Hollywood journalist Jeannie Wolf says that Alec Baldwin has consistently denied being culpable for the death. Well, the prosecution's case is that he held the gun and that he pulled the trigger. It's a complicated case because under no circumstance should real bullets even be allowed in the vicinity, any place on the set. Alec Baldwin's lawyer has said that the decision to charge him represents a terrible miscarriage of justice. Sports now, where a pair of soccer goliaths might have met on the pitch for the final time. John Jackson can tell us more. Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi were both on the score sheet in an exhibition match on Thursday, which saw Messi's PSG team beat Ronaldo's Riyadh season team by five goals to four. While the game at the King Fahd Stadium in Riyadh may not have had much significance for the teams involved, 
fans around the world did get to see potentially the final act of a story that's dominated the sport for over a decade. Paris Saint-Germain coach Christophe Gaultier praised the incredible atmosphere and magnificent stadium as Cristiano Ronaldo played in Saudi Arabia for the first time since joining Al Nasser earlier this year. Despite being unable to get his newest chapter off to a winning start, the 37-year-old is expected to make his first competitive appearance for the club on Sunday when they host Al Etifak in the Saudi Pro League. He once joked that he expected to be dead when he was about 30. Now the world of rock and folk music is mourning the loss of David Crosby, who has died after a long illness at the age of 81. Crosby lent his slick harmonies and guitar rhythms, first of all, to The Birds, best known for Mr. Tambourine Man, Turn, Turn, Turn and Eight Miles High, which was banned from the radio for glamorising drugs. Sacked from The Birds by the end of the 60s, with his bandmates calling him insufferable, Crosby teamed up with Stephen Stills, Graham Nash and later Neil Young to form the supergroup Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. He's credited with discovering Joni Mitchell. He dated her for a while, helped her get a record deal and produced her first album. The rock and roll lifestyle brought with it heavy drug use and a spell in prison. But Crosby continued making music late on in his life, as he told Times Radio back in August 2021. I would say that I was a a lazy musician goof-off, but I've been very lucky, man. I've got relationships going with people that I can write with, and so we do generate songs. And once you got a song, then, you know, it's fun to record them. David Crosby of The Birds, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and an artist in his own right who has died at the age of 81. And finally, let's think about what we can see from space. The Great Pyramids of Giza, the Great Barrier Reef, a new colony of emperor penguins... That's right. Scientists have used satellite mapping technology to discover the huddle of 500 giant birds in Antarctica. Dr Peter Fretwell is from the British Antarctic Survey. This was actually done quite um, serendipitously and and, and, uh, almost by accident. We were looking at at ice loss in West Antarctica um, and we saw a small brown stain on the ice, which is indicative of emperor penguins because... Um, on the sea ice where they live, there's there's no other things that leave these small brown stains. It means there are now 66 known penguin breeding sites in more than 11,000 miles of Antarctic coastline. But Dr Fretwell says discoveries like this will only become rarer. Unfortunately, since about 2015, Antarctica's sea ice, on which the emperor penguins breed, has changed dramatically. In many parts of Antarctica, we're losing sea ice at a rapid rate. And this impacts on the breeding success of the emperor penguins because if the sea ice doesn't last until the end of the breeding season then then the chicks won't survive, they won't fledge. And on that feathery note, that's your World in 10 for Friday the 20th of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 